Before I lived in Japan, I lived in Korea. Now, Korea and Japan share a bathing culture, which I've always found very interesting, and I thought I would like to experience it firsthand. So I had a friend find a bathhouse I could go to. Because I have tattoos, I can't actually go to a public bathhouse. There's a stigma in Japan and Korea against tattoos. I didn't want to cause any trouble, and then my friend said, oh, I found a place that you can go to. I thought, wow, a place that accepts foreigners, that's great. So my friend took me there, he said, go on in, and I thought, huh, you're not going with me? No, it's okay, you just go ahead. I didn't worry about it, I didn't think about it, whatever. So I just went in, paid my money, and then went into the bathhouse proper. When I opened the door, I saw a group of men, all covered, full back, you know, sort of full sleeve tattoos. They were clearly mafia. Now, a certain amount of youthful bravado took over because I was at first thinking I should just turn around and walk out. And then I thought, well, I paid my money. Nothing's really going to happen, right? So I'll just go in. I'll shave and shower really quick, get in the bath, get out of the bath. And I can say I did it. So I sit down next to a man who has a very nice dragon tattoo all of his back. He's got some demons on his arms. He has a fully shaven head. He's a very intimidating character. And he has a few scars, which I assume were not just for decoration. I don't say anything, I don't look at him, I don't make eye contact. I now am thinking, this was a very bad idea, I should just get out of here, so let's make this go as quickly as possible. I get out my shampoo, my soap, and my shaving cream. You're supposed to wash before you get in the bath, so I'm like, okay, I'll wash really quick, I'll shave really quick, I'll wash my hair really quick, get in the bath, get out, 100%, did everything I was supposed to do, and I'll just get out of there, don't speak to anybody. So I pick up my soap, I rinse myself, I apply a lather of soap and put the soap down and I'm about to rinse myself off and the man looks over and he reaches over and he picks up my soap and he starts using it. And I'm thinking, well, that soap's gone forever now. So then I take my shaving cream and I spray some into my hand and I start applying it to my face just before I shave and the man looks over and he reaches over and he picks up my shaving cream. And I think to myself, well, shaving cream is cheap. I can just go buy another one. Then I pick up the shampoo and I apply something to my hand and I look at the man and I reach over and offer him the shampoo. He was, as I've stated previously, bald. And he actually found this funny. And I think that one very small joke saved my life. I don't 100% know what was going to happen, but I'm, I had just a terrible feeling that it wasn't going to end well. So making this guy laugh probably actually did me a lot of good. I shampooed my hair and he started speaking to me in broken English and some Korean. I didn't really speak any Korean, but he was very excited to have me respond to him. He invited me into the hot bath. We all got in the hot bath together. I turned very red, which they found very funny. Then they started saying words that I was clearly supposed to repeat. So I started repeating the words and every time I repeated it correctly, they would all laugh. Okay, I'm done. Great. Thanks guys. We're all friends now. I'm going to leave. And the man says, no, no, here's my card. I'm like, ah, I don't really want your card. I don't want us to be familiar in that way. And then the man says, drink, drink, now. And I'm thinking, ah, I must have an appointment. There must be something else I have to do right now. I'm pretty sure if I go drinking, this is how I die. But it was very clear that I wasn't getting away because by the time I got out to the front, another man was standing there in a black suit and he said in fairly good English, come get in the car and I'll take you to the bar. So I got in a big black car and they took me to the mafia bar where we sat and drank and I repeated the phrases I had learned in the bath to the waitresses and the waitresses all went 
and all the mafia men laughed very heartily because I was clearly saying something dirty. Then it was pretty late and the mafia guys are like, okay, you know, this guy is going to take you home. So I got back in the big black car and he drove me home and I really didn't want him to know where I lived. So I was like, oh, you can just let me off at this station. You can just let me off in this area. And the guy says, no, I have to make sure you get home safely. That's my job. So I can't really argue with the guy. I don't want him to get killed on my behalf because I have no idea how seriously these rules are taken. So he drives me home, sits outside. I go into my apartment and then I wait a couple minutes, look out the window and he drives away. I think, okay, that's fine. I just won't answer their phone calls. I won't do anything else. I will just try to avoid this forever. It was a great adventure. It's done. But then every month for the remainder of the year I was in Korea, once a month, a big black car would sit outside my apartment and it would not leave until I went and got into the big black car and went to a bar and repeated Korean phrases and made the waitresses go hoo-hoo-hoo and make the Korean men laugh very heartily. I was essentially their pet. They were actually really nice. They took care of me. Sometimes guys would disappear and sometimes they would come back. Sometimes they wouldn't. I never asked why. There was one time they were like, everyone has to go. You take Peter home. And then the guy just took me home. When I left Korea, they bumped me up a notch and had me speak to a boss. Now, I don't think this was like a massive high-level boss, but he was kind of like a district boss, let's say. And the man said, if you have any trouble, let me know and we will take care of you because we're family now. And I was thinking, oh God, I hope that's not true. But then I started thinking, maybe I can have someone killed, which is an interesting option to have in your life. If you would like to begin your adventure, go to episode two. If you would like to hear about my review of the 1995 movie Species, go to episode nine.